the New York Rangers podcast, partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'll be alongside my co-host, Shragi Muka. And boy, we got a lot to discuss here. Rangers are in a bit of a slump, but hey, it's only six games in. No need to panic. We'll analyze it. We'll talk about it. Talk of solutions, et cetera. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for the 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. And we are back. Shragi, Luca, uh, we got a lot to talk about here. How's it going? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's October. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, with a beer in your hand. I mean, obviously, I mean. like, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I just worked for like like eight hours, so I'm enjoying a fucking beer right now, you know? Like, what? why the hell not, you know? That's I don't know. I I'm I, this this entire week. I know there's like a lot of fans out there that right now are like smacking their heads against the wall. Um, I mean, it's been it's been a hard week. And although I'll tell you this much, it, if that's considered, I'll, I'll I'll start off with the most positive that you could start off with out of all of this. There's a lot of things that people have to notice in these games that the Rangers were not playing their best hockey throughout the week, yet they were in many games, except for, as we'll discuss, the Blue Jackets game. They were not necessarily playing their best hockey, yet they kept themselves in games, which is also very important to, you know, get at the beginning of a season through a slump. Um, but I right, guess... But we, I guess we should also remember, though, it's like, it's six games in. I yeah. Mean, I know we're Rangers fans. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, look, Jacob's this like, is a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a beer look, six games through. Look, this is this is what I'll say, and this is you know full disclosure to everyone out there. I uh, can you guys hear me all right too? By the way, yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. Um, you know, full disclosure to everyone out there. I didn't watch the Columbus game. I was I was working uh, throughout the shift, and I, all I saw was the score of the game. So obviously they got shit up. Okay, um, I'm not going to talk about that game, but I'm going to talk about the other games. And, you know, it's any time, like, a team goes – like, it's actually kind of – look, this is a spin zone here, okay? So this can go one of two ways. This team can either fold, which is not going to happen, you know what I mean? Or they're going to get their asses chewed out by Gallant, and they're going to get their shit together. Um, um, when they were they, – they started – they have, like, a three-game winning streak at some point. You know, they, uh, they started off the season – Pretty good. They started off season great against Tampa. Okay, that that Tampa game was phenomenal. But right after that, against Minnesota, you started to see just bonehead plays on defense and lack of uh, kind of execution. And that's the frustrating part because the frustrating part is that like even when they 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 beat Anaheim, they beat them, but they let Anaheim at least have some type of life towards the end of the game. And this team needs to learn one of the themes of the season, I think it's already kind of started to come true is that when you have a chance to, to kill a team, you got to keep your foot on their throat. You can't let it off. And that's something that this team, that I think a lot of young teams need to learn how to go through. This is something that this team is going to, and is already starting to go through. 
they're having growing pains obviously right now with it. Um, and the, the, this, this is the really frustrating part is that they actually have the players all in place to do it. I personally think now, you know, some people can, you know, we, we can go back and forth on what you think of players, but the fact of the matter is, is that they, they showed what they could do on opening night. That was the blueprint to success. They got away from that. So I think that once they kind of, you know, I, I, look, as, as like what, five minutes ago, uh, it's the sixth game of the year. Let's, yeah. let's not hit the pan yet. Let's, let's, let's calm down. Let's, let's take it all in stride. Um, and, and let's see what happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's really like the team defense has really just kind of fell off the freaking cliff. And I, it's, it's, that's, that's annoying. That's somewhat alarming, but also I feel like they can get their shit together. Um, I don't think it's like, I don't think players that they have in these positions are unable to do their jobs is my real main point. So that's why I think that, you know, once they actually, I don't, I, I can't tell you about Iowa what the problem players they have on defense and they just constantly have dumb freaking, and I'm, I'm only talking about the San Jose and, and Anaheim game, just absolutely bonehead plays. Um, that lead to but just, where does that know, come from? Shit. Where does that suddenly well, show up? Well, I mean, up? like, to be fair here, like, San Jose versus that game, that is the worst game. I'm not putting this on him. It was just, like, just something that popped out. That was the worst game I've seen Fox in a Rangers uniform. And I don't think we're ever going to see that again, hopefully. I, I just, going based off his reputation, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt, I don't think we're seeing that again. And Miller tonight – was also recognizably bad. Um, so when two of your top defensemen are not doing great, it's not going to go good. I'll say this. The Rangers as a team look like they went out and got absolutely fucking shit-faced before the San Jose game. Let's they just call like it they were they watching all, the Giants game. That's a, they, they really looked like they uh, – re- honestly, like it was like all of them. It was a collective – like terrible performance from everyone. Like, and honestly, like I, there wasn't, I can't really think of, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone stood out to you guys, but I can't really think of anyone from that game who really stood out for me and was like, that guy actually looked like he showed up. Um, it was, it was a the shitty game. And one, you know, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. The only one no. I'd say is what me and Shaggy were talking about before this was Panarin. However, even though he showed up offensively, there were a lot of turnovers on his end. Um, you know, Panarin is kind of like Brett Favre in a sense. Like his the way he plays the game is very childlike, but also like he's very he's going to throw some freaking gunslinger passes, and like when they work, they work. When they don't, it's a turnover. Um, and that's something that you know we got to kind of like live and die with. Uh, but it's I I don't really know. I'm very curious to see how they respond. Did they, is it tomorrow night they play Colorado or Tuesday? Tuesday night. They have a back-to-back with, okay. uh, with Colorado and then the Alpers. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, those are two really interesting, tough tests. Uh, you know, last we spoke, uh, I said that they had three games against teams that were, you know, I would say inferior to them. I, I still think that. 
I don't think that their rosters match up with ours at all. The Rangers played like shit against the Sharks. They lost a point. And tonight it was apparently a shit show. Um, so you got six, you got three points out of the six potential points that were uh, from this past week. And that's not acceptable. So I'm really curious to see how they turn it around. They have one day off uh, and we'll see exactly uh, what this team is kind of made of because this team doesn't last year, they didn't lose back to back games. Um, now this was a regulation loss, you know, the game on whatever they played the Sharks Thursday night. That was a, uh, what's it called? Uh, an overtime loss, which, by the way, super weird, really freaking weird. Uh, David Quinn's first win as a Rangers head coach was an overtime win against the Sharks. His first win as a Sharks head coach was an overtime win against the Rangers. That's fucking weird. That is weird. Right? That is, that is like voodoo type stuff. <laughs> fucking Twilight Zone shit. I don't even know if that was a song from the Twilight Zone. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, like, look, I, I, it's, yeah, it's uh, there, there's definitely some some cause for concern. But I, I you know, I reserve to hold off on pa- pushing the panic button quite yet. I, I want to see what this team is made of when Gallant laces fucking into him tomorrow, because, you know, that is going to happen. And they're going to come out fucking on fire against Colorado. That's going to be a really interesting freaking game to see how they bounce back. You know, I thought they would do that, though, versus Columbus tonight. I thought after the Sharks game, Gallant would put them through the ringer and they'd come out storming. Now, offensively, even though it doesn't show on the scoreboard, they did do a bit better of offensive zone pressure, especially in the third period. And they didn't have, you know – uh, break um, breakaways against, but still they had a, a few defensive lapses, and it's just you know every time the Rangers lost last year, you saw them come storming in. I mean, what Shraga you mentioned, there was only one time they went three games in a row without losing, or no. they did. Right, last year they didn't lose a single game three, if a single. Three they didn't lose three league game losing streak. But right. I think that's part of that was part of the Rangers' resistance to losses. I think that one of the things that makes a, a real winning team is a team that as soon as you're down in the dumps knows how to get yourself back up. And I know that we're, we're not discussing their, we're not discussing, you know, their upcoming schedule, but I, I you know, you're, you're playing a very, very hard team next time. And you're pay, playing probably a former Ranger goalie. And I think that's a game that's going to be, again, a hard game to win. It's going to be hard, but I I would tell you this much. When I saw last year what the Rangers did when they were down in the dumps, they, 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 they figured out a win. And that's really generally how they've been playing recently, where they're not playing their best hockey. They're playing pretty sloppy. And in fact, I'll tell you very interestingly, in the game they win, I think they, had, they, they win the turnover battle, meaning against at least this week that it was in the, in the Sharks game, they had they they gave it away eight times to their six, and in the in the Blue Jackets game they gave away ten times to their six. They are they are losing that battle, and that's an important battle to win. You you gotta win win the takeaway giveaway battle. If you're giving away that puck and you're giving them extra chances, and I'm sure if you look at you know the extra chance chart that we put out, um, thanks to what's his name, uh, um, who puts out the uh, 
the the, the chances. Steven Valcat. Yeah, Steve Valcat, who puts out the, the chances. I know some people will hate on me that I forgot his name, but okay. Um, Steve, I'm sorry. It's it's um, 10 45 p.m. 10 45 at night. Everyone has to give us a bit of slack. Right. For this. And he puts it out, and you have to realize that they in general are are turning over a puck at a ratio that is not is not winning you games. You could play nice hockey. You know, in fact, they're a top 10 team in, in, in face-offs, which was a huge problem last year. I didn't even and know now, that was allowed. And and now and now suddenly and now suddenly you're like you're like you know you're you're fixing that up but yet and you're getting your five and five scoring too by the way. But yet when it came to some obvious things that you're not supposed to do sloppy play giving away the puck not playing defense. We're not even discussing like a five on five offense. We're not discussing like a certain situational thing that you're not good at. Well, are this we, is though, basic do we maybe do we maybe think the Rangers are relying on their power play too much? I don't think it's relying on it. I think it's that they had such a good power play last year and it hasn't been as good so far this year. Well, no, what, what I'm are... saying is, is that what I'm saying is, is that not every game you can have a crazy amount of power plays. So you can't fully rely on that as your you know, main thing to win is what I'm well, saying. Well, if you look, if you look at the Blue Jackets game, they had more than one chance to. They they had tons of penalty they have, in the short they, games. They didn't have one power play goal. That all of theirs were even strength. Exactly, that's the point. The point is that the point that I'm trying to bring out is you're getting the penalty minutes, you're getting the power plays, and they're not depending on them. But because they're struggling on the power play, it's becoming a frustrating thing in general. Right, yeah. but what what I'm saying is is that like if let's say this game was three to two, right? This game was three to two. They lost. Okay, they played a great game, but you know they lost three to two. Um, but two of their goals were even strength. Now, if you were to tell me, however, Columbus's third goal was a power play goal, and the Rangers had two power play chances and missed both, then then I hear the conversation. The Rangers, you know, power play is screwing them over. But for right now, you kind of got to fix your five v five because. That's more important than power play. Now, now to your credit, yes, you're correct. The Rangers' power play right now is a bit dysfunctional because they're all figured out. Let's just hog some advantage. Of it. I mean, Jacob, sorry, had- to, sorry to intrude on that, but just remember, last year there were games where the five and five stunk. Okay, where there were five and fives, what you were dreading, and you got a power play, you scored a goal, and ended up winning the game because of that. Right, you know, but, but that's Rangers- my point. You can't rely on the power play because you can't rely on playoff it time, that many minutes. But playoff time, as we've seen, refs don't call a lot of stuff. They don't. Right. You there's some points during the game you could shoot someone and they won't call anything. Right. Because they're worried that penalty will determine that game, which they think we don't think a minor power play should determine a playoff game. Now it, obviously you got to measure what the penalty is, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, is that the five five is the main thing. The power well, play well, comes second. Well, let me well let me tell you. Let, let me come from this point. They, I remember hearing this. Um, I, I don't recall from who. I think it might have been on our podcast that a penalty kill is one of the biggest hype boosters for a team. That when you kill a penalty, uh, the opposing team gains a great momentum. It is one of the biggest boosts of energy. Didn't when we say team, last week? I believe Luca didn't you were Shrag, you said last week was it the power play penalty kill? We went back in history, it been for 10 years. Was it the no power- one has won the cup if they didn't have a good power play? Uh, it was like, oh, stop five. I don't know about penalty kill. Okay, so yeah, power play, top five. Stop but but in penalty kill, if 
that's one of the biggest risks. I think if you're not scoring on the power play and every time that they're, they're, they're giving you a power play, you're not really putting much in, you know, they're not, they, they trust that they could beat you out on that, that they could get themselves a momentum from that. And then they beat you out on that penalty. Right. And they, and you lose your power play. Yeah. And then they come back the other way. They're like, yo, let's go. They got nothing from that. We got this. And right, right. What, what I'm what I'm saying is is that you're correct. However, what I'm saying is is that if you if you win a singular game, I don't know how this happens, but three to two, and all your three goals on the power play, in the wide span of things, not that isolated game, in the grand scheme of things, is that really a success? No. Yeah, I mean, you didn't get five and five goals. That's all that I matters. Mean, you got to get those five and five goals. Dude, goals. I, I would disagree. I think if you win the game, you win the game. I don't give a shit how you do it. No, no, but but the point is, is that for teams that are, you know, kind of thinking we're in the we're coming in the playoffs, the whole point of the season is to prepare for that. No, you I mean, know what? The, the point of the season is to get to the fucking playoffs, and then you you got a chance. You know what I mean? You, okay, you buy right. your tickets to the dance. I'm going to disagree with you, Luca. I'm going to disagree with you, Luca, on that whole thing because I know a win's a win's a win, they always say. But in the grand scheme of things, they're not going to win. You can't say that by the playoffs. You can't tell me in a playoff game, right, that that a win's a win's a win. You pulled it off because you're not going to win a freaking series by just saying that, oh, I pulled out a win. a point to where you get the two points and you move on. Like we're we're both right here on the same time look, that game look. is a success. However, in the big picture, you got to work on it. I look, think they're, they're not. This is the thing. Not every freaking game is going to be a picture perfect execution. You know what I mean? So like, hold on. Correct. So you you, on, you you guys are harping on the power play not being good right now. Going into Thursday night's game against the Sharks, the power play was at a thirty percent clip. That's really fucking good. Is it not? No, no, no. So, it, so hold on, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. So we're going, we're going two game, a two-game stretch where they didn't cash in. Now, the San Jose game, they had a bunch of opportunities. Honestly, I, I've never seen James – is it James Reimer, the goalie for the Sharks? Yeah, I don't know the Reimer. first name. I know it's Reimer. Reimer. Yeah. I've never really seen him play very well. He made a few good saves in that game. And I'm not going to say it's like, okay, or whatever, but he made a few good saves in that game. They had some opportunities. Like, not every time you're going to cash in. I think the more alarming thing is the lack of actual, like, the the defense and the uh, just the lackadaisical fucking, they, the, the, the dumb fucking turnovers. I think that's more alarming than... Honestly, if we look at the five-on-five this season, it's way better than last season. Look at the stats. Like, last season, like, look at the, you know, five-on-five shots on goal versus we're already trending upward from that. Look, I'm not going to – I don't have the freaking stats in front of me, but I know – I've heard it. I've listened to it. I've read it from other uh, reporters. Like, the actual, like, five-on-five – is better than last year. That's not even debatable. Now, is it perfect yet? No, it's not. Um, I The power play is something that I'm not going to freaking worry about with this team because you know what? They will figure it out. Last season, Panarin was started off strong, and then 
Zibanejad was slow. They moved Zibanejad over to the his off right wing, and he started one timing, and everything started to click then. Then it's they will figure it out. Now, if Trocheck's going to be that guy there, I, I would I would I would think that he is going to be because he's good on faceoffs. I, I'm not really too worried about the power play. They'll figure it out. The honestly, the offense as well. Like, look, I maybe I'm just too freaking. I, I don't even really know if I'm that positive person, but I just do. They will figure it out. I don't necessarily think that it's. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like look. I I didn't watch the Columbus game, so you. No, you yeah, it, it is only six you, games you, in. Yeah, you guys are coming at it with a doom and gloom from the five-one Columbus <laughs> loss. So, and I, and I, and I'm sitting there from an overtime loss against the Sharks, and like, look, this is like this is fucking hockey. It's an eighty-two game season. Like, it's not football. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm not gonna fucking blow my load over one game on a fucking October or Sunday in October. Right. No, definitely. No, I, I was just thinking like. I don't know. I kind of have flashbacks of last season. That's kind of why I was evaluating like this. Because if it was just like this season I'm focusing on, I was just like, okay, six games, big deal. I don't care how bad they play. It's 82 games. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll manage. But the reason why I was a bit concerned is because last year we had, in the beginning of the season, we had really bad 5v5 numbers and really bad. It was, oh, yeah. I mean, Chesterkin played historically well. If people don't remember, but the first half of the season, Fox was considered the Norris candidate. Like, totally. He was absolutely destroying it until he got a concussion injury, and McCarr showed up, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason why I was so concerned is I was wondering, are the Rangers going back to their old habits with the 5v5? That's that's why I was concerned. It wasn't that, so like, six games in, everyone panicked. It's more of, okay, is the bigger picture here, are they regressing back to their old habits? Now, obviously, it's only two games. I would, so, I would yeah. say I would say this. They're not regressing back to their old habits. I think habits are habits. I think that you don't just fucking flick a switch. And, like, this is just life. You don't just flick a switch and you, you're better. And you never have to worry about the problems from the past. Like, it's a, it's a constant freaking struggle to, like, maintain that newfound success. And I think think that this team is going through that right now where yeah they're fucking young still like they're still a really young team and look a week ago we were all happy you know what right. I mean? it, was a, it was a fun podcast it was a fun episode like and probably next week, week it'll go back like we, we don't know what yeah. happens if look 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 if they if they if they pull off uh if they get four points out of the the avalanche and islanders like that's fucking huge success. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. And this is what, this is one thing I will say power play wise, you know, we can talk about it till we're, you know, fucking blue in the face. Uh, I think it was Matt Larkin wrote an article and I, I forget what fucking publication, but you can Google Matt Larkin and play off uh, correlations. He did a, a study last year and it was like, uh, he basically looked at the 10 teams uh, that has, that have won the last 10 cups going into last season. And uh, he looked at like 10 or like 15 different categories of what made them successful. And he basically like, I was a psychology major in college. So I found this interesting. He basically like kind of like did like a correlation theory between all of them and what teams weighed the most, 
was like really high. So like teams that are like big and heavy in the playoffs wear down other opponents that for some reason that definitely was a correlation. It was like uh, the teams that weighed the most uh, or like was in the top five or top 10 of weight in the NHL won the cup. And I'm not saying that is the reason why they won the fucking cup. I'm just saying this is a correlation among 10 straight Stanley cup winners. Um, but one of the things that was very interesting was power play was not the, a, a, a successful power play was not one of the things on it. And he wrote about how he was surprised about it, but penalty kill was a successful penalty kill in the playoffs is as important, if not more important, which was shock. Shock. He mentioned that as well. Um, it's as important in the playoffs. So, I think, you know, the whole point of the season is to kind of go through the ups and downs. You got to build your metal with each other. And then, you know, it, it's, it, it is, it's, it's a long freaking process. And then the, these guys are going to freaking look, it's, it's, uh, it's 82 fucking games. So yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's, let's buckle up buckaroos. <laughs> the problem yeah. I have is that the problem I really have with this is that, the rain. I know you guys are like sort of not down. Well, I'll say downplaying the power play in a sense, but the Rangers have had. This is my problem: is that it's not like you're a team that gets your okay amount of chances, and you're just not doing well. And we could say, okay, so you can't depend on that. You need to get your five and five. You have to understand that they're getting a lot of minutes, a lot of power plays per game. I mean, if you look at the if you look in the NHL, like who has like the most power play opportunities per game, they actually have 20. That's like top 15. You're, you're in the middle of the league. You're not exactly to the bottom of the league in chances. You're getting your chances. You have to go at least better than what they're doing. That's my problem. But, the, but this, is, this is what I said. That's only been the case for the last two games, really. And, if, and look, this is the one thing I'll say. San Jose played their penalty kill in a very different way than the other teams have played the Rangers. They played super fucking aggressive, and it was something the Rangers weren't expecting, I don't think. And you know what? That's good that it happened right now. It's good that this team has to figure out a new way because, you know what, I'd rather this happen now than in the playoffs. I'd rather them, like, actually start to figure different shit out and how to work around a, a specific problem. Um, I, I do. Th- San Jose was very, very aggressive, and they couldn't get set up. They, they, their their power play was stifled by that pressure, and I think that they're going to have to find ways to get around that because that's a blueprint now. Uh, and I, I obviously didn't see the game tonight, um, but I'm guessing the same thing kind of happened. Columbus probably saw the tape against San Jose and did something similar. Um, and if that's the case, then the Rangers are going to have to figure out. Uh, obviously when people are pressuring you like that, the seams are open. You got to find the seams. You got to find the passers. You got to, you got to move off puck. Um, well, to, to play and, it down though, to play it down by I, the way. I guess though, if we aren't the, the blue jackets, the sorry, blue, sorry, I just sorry. wanted to mention one thing. If we are nitpicking here, the one consistent thing I see when the power play is not doing well is when Panarin's not shooting the puck. Because if Panarin's not shooting the puck, it is so predictable that he's going across crease that across that pass right to Zabanishad. And all the player has to do is just one-handedly keep a stick there with the whole penalty go. That's all that happens. All, all Panarin needs to do is score one or two goals, and then that opens up everything else. You know what I mean? Like right, exactly. Every week, 
every, every like 10 days or so, he needs to score a goal in the power play, and that'll open up everything. He yeah, they'll have to respect his shot. Yeah. Um, so now that we've, you know, gone into the depths of power play, um, I figured I just wanted to mention one thing before we move on to, you know, we talked about the Rangers problems, right? Now let's be a little more positive besides Luca, because Luca's been the one that's positive here. Uh, we'll go into solutions, what to do, lineups and all that. But quick thing I wanted to mention before we start is I had a bit of a discussion with Kevin Woodley. Uh, if you guys don't know him, if there's anyone else you guys should follow besides Steve Alcat regarding uh, stats about goalies and anything like that. It's this guy. We had him actually on the podcast in June, I believe. We had him on right when Chesterkin won the Vesna. Um, so I spoke to him a bit because a lot of people, for some reason, not like a week ago it was, where they were concerned maybe about Chesterkin. Not, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't last year good. And I had a bit of a discussion with them about it. And what's basically happening is, is – Goalies thrive when they have a lot of floaters. What a floater is, is a very soft shot that's easy for the goalie to save. Now, what happens with, with this is, is the goalie gets more into the zone. He get, keeps up with the intensity. You know, he's not he's not out to dry. He's not cold. He, he's not like basically when you get a fast shot out of nowhere, it's basically running, uh, jumping on a running train. You know, you're not prepared. You're not in, in the zone, right? So you got to freshen up every time you get one of these floaters. Now, what's happening is, is these Rangers are eliminating a lot of those floaters. And as you've seen, besides these last two games, is that the Rangers have kept shots lower than last year. However, oh, yeah, that's for sure. Have, however, we went over the numbers. It's only been, it's majority of them have only been the floaters. So what happens is, is just no longer has that. And now he's only getting these, you know, um, high danger chances. Now, what's happening is, is he's so used to using those floaters as a mechanism to just stay focused. Kevin Woodley mentioned to me what Pecorino used to do. He used to stick handle the puck a lot. Why? Because that kept him in, right? Shostakovich obviously does that as well. But he mentioned that's a very tough thing to transfer to. It happened with Markstrom in Calgary is when he was in Vancouver. He switched to Cal uh, Calgary. And Kevin Woodley mentioned that it was the reason why at first he was so tough for him is he wasn't used to it. Now, I don't expect Shostakovich going to take a year. I expect it to take a, take a couple of weeks at at the worst. But that's basically what's happening is he's not getting those floors. However, the high chances are still there. So he's going to have to come up with a different mechanism to keep himself focused in the games and keep himself fresh. And I, I just wanted to mention this because I thought it was interesting when I, when I texted no, him it's a last week. It's a very interesting thing. And even when I was watching the game with my brother uh, and, you know, he's my brother's got a better eye for hockey than I do. He's one, he's a high school, he's a New York state high, uh, coach. Um, he's won coach of the year three times. Um, and so, but he has a better eye for hockey games. Like, you know, just like strategy and certain things than I do. And uh, even when we were watching the game, he was just like, so I guess Shesterkin needs 40 shots a game, like to be like effective, like joking around, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, we kind of alluding to like something similar to what you're talking about. I, I'm I'm not necessarily, again, like uh, you know, and I swear I didn't smoke a peace pipe before this guy's okay. I swear, but I'm not okay. too concerned because no, no, I don't think any of us are. No, I, this this the thing is like it's like I think he will figure it out, but I also think that the defense is going to meet him mid, like in the middle, and I think that the defense will look. I, I, I'm going to go back to Tampa being the blueprint. 
on the home opener. They, I think that that is the way that they want to play. They suppressed a ton of high danger shots. They, if not, you know, there was some high danger shots, obviously they scored, I think a few goals uh, against them. But my point being, uh, I think this defense has the ability to get to that level. If whether they do that or not, whether they prove me right or wrong, we'll, we'll, we will see. Uh, but I think that the defense will step up. They'll suppress some more of those high danger chances. I believe uh, there is about uh, seven to 7.5 high danger chances a game going into Thursday night. Um, and I think that the defense will begin to – Maybe this week isn't the week to do it with Colorado coming in, but uh, maybe uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and this is also hopeful because it's the beginning of the season. Let's fucking be hopeful. Let's be merry. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, I think that they will suppress those um, or start to at least. Uh, and I think with, if you do that and then Shesterkin also kind of meets him in the middle and really kind of like bears down and focuses a little bit more, uh, I, I think then then this team could really fucking take off because, look, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm call me fucking crazy. I'm still fucking excited. I think this is gonna be a fun fucking season. No, yeah, no, one hundred percent. I just wanted to mention. Uh, no, because I, I I thought I'd share that because I was speaking to him. No, after that, that's the, interesting. I thought I was speaking to him after uh, the not the game i'm sorry the san jose game and I'm, I'm not comparing myself to with an nhl goalie but it's the same psychology when i play goalie in these you know dumb beer league games right i thrive more when i get those floaters it's because it keeps you in it it's human psychology it's just yeah. it's, it's basic it's basic psychology but it's also the same thing as like when you look at like a person who switches to a dh in baseball you know mm-hmm. uh like for a game and they can't find their fucking swing you know what i mean like it is a very difficult thing to switch to like playing the full game to playing half the game it's very similar right and obviously he'll have to like that vetrano go in that adverse anaheim that's not going in last year no no i'm I'm not Um, i'm not blaming shesterkin at all i get it's an adjustment he's and he's you know earned the benefit of the doubt by a tremendous amount um all right i i think just one more thing about Halak. In no way, I, I get that Halak had a bad game. He did. He had three bad goals. But the the kind of the rule is, is if the team doesn't do their job, you can't blame it on the goalie, right? If you only scored one goal, it's not on the goalie. Now, I'm not Halak did, Halak did terrible, but the, the team also didn't do great. So with all Twitter and saying, Halak's garbage, Halak lost the game. No, because if you score one goal, I'm sorry, that's not on the goalie. Even, yes, he did He did terrible, but the team was not great. The team was not. I'll, I'll, I'll propose this question to both of you. Sure. Name a, backup, name, name a backup goalie in the NHL that you feel comfortable scoring one goal in front of. Yeah, exactly. Who? Who, who, the, who the fuck is that? Some, exactly. starters, you you, some starters you don't feel score, comfortable scoring <laughs> one goal in front of. So, I mean, like, let, let's call uh, Who's the goalie on the Coyotes? No, no, no. They, they, they don't even know. <laughs> They're in a college or they don't know. <laughs> Dude, I went to Arizona State in 2007. I'm so angry that there wasn't a fucking hockey team on campus then. <laughs> God damn it. It would have been so much fun to go to those games. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you see the prices? No, I haven't. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be like cheaper, but nope. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, let's 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 see what the secondary market is like. You know, like StubHub and all that stuff. Because I, when they when they get home, they also they don't have any fucking home games like beginning of the year. Um, so no, they're, they're, the thing is, they do. They do in the beginning. I I looked into this because yeah. I was curious about it. But the first week they do have home games. But what the thing is, is I believe I'm not. It's one or two things. I heard first that the locker rooms aren't exactly ready. That was one rumor that I saw. And then the other one is, is that someone reserved that thing for a, a foreseeable future. And that's why they can't use it. Again, I we just talking nonsense, Ryan, nonsense right now. And everyone's saying, Jacob, what, what are you talking about? This, this is the reason why. That, that, that's Their what I just goalie. Their backup goalie's name is Connor Ingram. He's from Saskatoon. Sa- Ingram? Oh, he used to be Saskatoon. a national predator. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't, you know, yeah. great. Um, he, he started a playoff game last year. He did? Was that when really? Saros injured or something? Saros was injured, and then the backup, uh, I don't know. They, 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 they got shit pumped by Colorado in four games. But he, I'm pretty sure he started one of the games against Colorado. Nashville, he played he played three games with Nashville and was one and two with a oh boy goals against the 3.7 and, and also everyone's saying yeah. oh Georgiev we miss Georgiev no we don't no we don't I don't miss Georgiev as as I said it's it's so early to to lose your mind about a lot of things all these questions that Shragi and you are bringing up are valid good questions to think about and propose but I wouldn't necessarily because look, if you're thinking it, Gallant's thinking it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I, the way this team prepared last year, the way they came out after, after disappointing losses, I, I, I um, like, let's face it, this team didn't get shit pumped by, like, they, they lost what two or three games by more than like three goals last year. They didn't get killed this bad. No, the, the only time, time they got killed was the, Calgary. I was just going to say, but if yeah. you think about it, it was the same fucking time of the year last year, right? It was no. early in the season. It was it was around October, November. Oh, really yeah, you're right. There were two games. There were two games. There's there's two there's two games because I went to I I went to the game in uh, I can't even fucking talk right now. I went to the game in Seattle, um, which is if anyone's has a fucking chance go. It's a sick arena. I love it. It was beautiful. Um, but the Rangers beat Seattle and then they went up to the Western Canada road trip. Uh, they played Vancouver, Edmonton when McDavid had that highlight real goal and Calgary, Calgary, they got absolutely fucking shit. Pumped. And after the Calgary game, oh, that, was a disaster. that was, that was a turning point. So let's see what happens. Okay. Let's see what happens. And also, <clears throat> It's really, it's really freaking interesting because you know, you know that if we're talking about like the psychology of Sturkin and you know not getting a lot of shots, all that stuff, you know this team's gonna fuck come out ready to play on Tuesday night. That is gonna be a fucking awesome game to watch. I am so jacked up to watch that game. Um, but would it? Yeah. See, I I know we're kind of playing both sides here. At the same time, it's only six or when it will be seven games in. But at the same time, if I'm coming back from the future, and I'm telling you right now. They sucked versus Colorado. Same thing, and then they sucked versus Islanders. Is there a need to panic, or hey, it's only nine games in? I mean, look, it, it look, it's so hard to play devil's advocate because, like, it's like, what does suck mean? Do they get blown out? And in, in both, we're talking games, about you know the way I mean? they played like, San Jose. 
if, look, if, if they if they played against San Jose, like if they play the way against San Jose, then I think there's cost of concern for sure. I don't necessarily see that happening against the A, the Islanders, which is a rival, and B, the Avalanche. I think this team is I think this team plays down to their opponents. Um and in a way they they kind of lose focus when they're up. Uh and I don't know. I mean this this is literally it's 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 I'm we're trying to figure out this team because they're trying to figure themselves out. You know what I mean? So it's really it's hard to gauge right now for us too. But isn't it weird? I I, I thought I, I thought about this. Usually teams start slow and then come out good because teams are trying to figure it out, right? And then they get the finished product. Isn't it weird that the Rangers started off good and then this happened? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. And I don't know, Shragi, what do you think? But like, I personally think that like maybe Tampa's not that good this year. I, I said it to Shragi. I said, why is everyone hot on Tampa? I don't think they're as good. So, I mean, like, everyone's hot on Tampa. Piece. Everyone, everyone's hot on Tampa because like, you know what I mean? Like it's been stupid not to be hot on them for the last like five to six years. You know what I mean? So I think that like, it's, it's almost like a, you know, I'll pick against them when they, you know, they don't win the fucking East. Um, I think that's the kind of reason behind it. So I, I do understand that thought process, but I get what you're saying too. Cause I, you know, losing McDonough's a huge loss, losing Palat's a huge loss. Um, and then the year before but, that, you know, they lost Gord, Coleman, good job. Like sure. Yeah. Steady, steadily. They're, they're losing the pieces. I, I, I don't well, know. Why didn't they people... sign, didn't they sign Ian Cole and now he's not playing? Well, well, that's, that's, um, that's Shragi. This is, it's 1130 right now. I can't go into that. I, I can't, year. I can't, I can't go through that right now. Like Lucas said, it's 115. I, I can't digest that right now. Let's, let's, but, uh, yes. <laughs> but yes, he's not playing. Yeah. I'll just say with Shragi, things went down that a lot of people that he did some terrible stuff that and allegedly, 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 that. allegedly that he did and he got kicked to the moon. So I'll, I'll let you know that later. But yeah, it's too late now to explain the whole thing. No. Also, he's he's not on the Rangers, so I, I'm not yeah, even going to dive into it. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, also, Sorelli was injured. Not to mention when we played her, so just just for the record. Um, yeah, that's a huge loss for him. Um, all right, two more things. Reverse retros. Do we like them? Do we not? I, I personally like them. I don't like the price tag, but I like them. Shroggy? I hate him. I hate him because I'm going to fucking buy one. <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you something. I'm not impressed. I mean, it was nice. I I didn't think it was unique. There were so many more teams that brought out something unique in their jersey. I I think Lady Liberty was nice. I think we've seen that before. I don't think this was specifically any nicer. Do I think in general the nice jerseys? I'm a Ranger fan. Dude, the the Rangers jerseys, the greatest ever. Um, But... uh, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this. Uh, who, who's did you like? Who, who, what jersey did you like the most? Who did I like the most? Um, I thought the wild was pretty cool, although the colors were just like, the same shit as last year. It looks like uh, a sub, right? I mean, the, the Panthers had a pretty good, they brought out Florida nicely in their jersey. Wait, the wait, Panthers were cool. I'll say this. Uh, um, I'll say this. The Sharks one was really cool. The old California Seals. Uh, uh, I have to look back at colors. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, the wild one, if you look at it again, Shari, it literally looks like a Subway ad. 
Look at it. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I'm right now. I'm right now another checking guy out. we're not going to get into, Jared from Subway, right now. It's too late to get into that. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not getting into any of that right now. Okay. So, reverse <laughs> retros, a lot of people thought we should go with the White Liberty. I hear that. If it wasn't Liberty, I don't remember what year it was. It was in 1972 or something like that, where it was like the Blue Shield. It was kind of beige ish background. They had it for the Winter Classic in 2012. Yeah, uh, it's, that, that's a cool one. I mean, also, you could, like, just do, like, a, a the kind Kings of, like... pretty cool. And, and, yeah, the, the, but the Kings and Wild did nothing to their, like, they barely changed their reverse retros from last year. So Can I we kind just of have a moment of silence for Detroit? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I minded Detroit. I actually, actually, I actually hated the Avalanche. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really love theirs. Also, the the, the coyotes was fucking awful. It, <laughs> yeah. the, the colors are so bad. Um, uh, you know I what was the, the best uh, one of all time? Last Calgary with the horse. That was that was amazing. Blasty. Yeah. It happens to be just because I like the colors. I'm, I'm like a blue guy. The Jets for me was pretty cool. No, the, um, the Jets was really cool. I like that one. Um, that I like that color though. That's just reason why. Yeah. I mean now now I know you. See, I see what you see with the wild. I think I saw it too far out. But uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of teams. I think when they're making their reverse retro jersey, they're they're, they're some of them put more effort in than other teams, and some of them are just like, hey, you know, this is not dependent on our season. We're not like, yeah, yeah. Um, and Adidas is going out with business. Adidas is ending their partnership with the NHL in what, like two years later. Who cares? Like these jerseys aren't gonna like. They're playing them for this season, and that's it. It's not even like a. I miss the Rangers. Remember the dark Rangers, the dark blue Rangers red. You know what I'm talking about? It was like the yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. It was their second home jersey for what, like 15 years before, like 10 years. The, the, like with Callahan, I'm, I'm right? Wait- yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I waiting for the Rangers. About. I'm waiting for the Rangers to bring out something cool. I don't know, maybe uh, a Lundqvist inspired one. I don't know if you noticed, but. Jerry feels like the type of guy where he does not give, you know, at all. Yeah, like, that was my point before that I think some. I also teams don't just think don't it's up to the attention. general manager. You I know mean, what's funny about the reverse retro? Right? What's funny about the reverse retro is I feel like in baseball they have what they like to call the um, the what do they call that? The, not the brights, the uh, color rush jerseys, and that is so much hotter. Than anything the NHL has done. That well, color, I mean, I, I mean, the, they have their color rush. I know they have the. the, the I know the stars have a pretty cool one because they're the way their green works with their with their black. I happen to love that, but they got to do like a bright colored something. Like every team do the brightest colors. That'd be interesting. I think that'd be pretty cool. All right, a color so, rush um, NHL right. jersey. We're gonna conclude this with. I'm sorry. I know I said one more, but two more. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's 1120 at night. Guys want to kill me right now, but show me. No, I don't. This is my, this is my trying to watch go. fucking Game of Thrones season finale right now. <laughs> oh, I had, I had this guy I, drew way on two weeks ago. And he mentioned to me, his wife is going to kill him because he's going to miss the game of show game of Thrones episode. I, I, I told him after you're welcome. Cause apparently that was like the darkest, um, not darkest as it was like, but literally, the screen was that dark in that Game of Thrones episode. I, I said, "You're welcome." So look, I am all about it. Give me fucking dragons all day. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, 
I am all about it. I can't wait to watch this episode. My my. So while we're doing this, my old roommate texted me. Uh, he goes, "Have you seen Game of Thrones or like House of Dragon?" And I and he just wrote like exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So I'm fucking jacked up to pop open a bottle of wine and fucking watch this episode. So let's finish off these topics real quick. All right. So quickly, quickly, very quickly, changing lines. Obviously, we, we said before we wanted the lines to be changed, but however, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think we could say now it's a, it's a bit broken where you can make the changes. Um, I personally wanted to go with my original plan, which I discussed with Shruggy and Drew, is that you don't put your best players on the top lines. You do it based off skill sets. And what I wanted was to switch Kako and Lafay because Laf is a playmaker, which helps the banish on a Kreider. And Kako is kind of that checking not checking, but like he's that rough guy that helps with Panarin. And as we know, Panarin has always been good with those type of guys. Um, that's personally, that, that's it. That's like my one move. And I thought they should have done that from the beginning. Again, I'm not going to complain when they're doing well. That That's just my two cents on that. That's the only thing I changed. I think Kravtsov did well last game. Not well. He, he did okay. He did enough to say, okay, it's not like the preseason. He didn't like not show up. He wasn't Brett Howden going for a cardio run, right? He, he showed up somewhat. And yeah, I, that was just my two cents. Uh, do you guys agree or you guys have other ideas? I'm going to step in quickly here because I, I very much at the beginning of the season wanted that kid line, that you know classic line. And I think it's at this point when you see that there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of friction going on between some of this offense. I think it would be smart, like you're saying, Jacob, to make that move. I, in, in a sense, th- feel like especially uh, with the Avalanche game coming up, you got to put your best top six out there. And if that means moving Laugh up or Kako, whatever it is, you got to do it. I don't know if that'll definitely help. But I think when you're losing and you make that line switch, I think you could see an immediate effect, especially when you're facing, uh, you know, potentially losing three in a row, which you didn't do last year. I trust that whatever Gallant's going to do anyways is going to be the best because he's proven it before. Uh, Luca, what do you think? I mean, I, while I said I don't think it's time to panic yet, I do think it's okay to switch some lines up. I, I generally like players to get on – like like set lines and kind of like build chemistry. Like you've had Panarin and Trocheck together. You've had Zibanejad and, and Kreider together for years now. I love that you have that chemistry built. Uh, so I'm usually someone who wants to keep lines together. Uh, but with that being said, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. It's so early in the season now that I think now's the time to check in with other options and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down for, for that. I'm down for a few other options. You know what I mean? Like, let's, I, I, am okay to shake shit up and, and see, see where it goes. Um, I do like that idea of, of swapping Loth and cock. Um, I just called it. Cock. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a good, good way to end it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Switch Loth and cock. Um, that's how you yeah. know it's 1124. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Dude, that actually might help. Okay, okay. Well, one yeah. more thing I'm just going to mention, and then we, we'll go. Um, Brett AM is our most recent New York Rangers writer who joined us last week. He put out a yeah. an article. I don't know if you guys saw it, put it on Crafts Up, and I, I think it formed it. Set, you know, it's, 
I can't speak anymore, man. It, 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 it set it up perfectly with Kravtsov that he wasn't confident coming in. He mentioned the Miracle on Ice reference where like, I don't need the guy. Like, I want that attitude guy. Like that attitude guy that Kravtsov thought he was better than anyone, that he wanted to move to Russia. Now, obviously you don't need that, but you need that type of confidence where like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to show up. Not that guy we saw in preseason where he didn't even know he was on the ice. Right. I, I think we can all agree to that. I think we need to give Kratzoff a little bit of time because you know what? I think he knows that he put a fucking bullseye on his back the last two off the last two years coming into the year. So I think he's putting way too much fucking pressure on himself. Um, I, I think that Kratzoff needs some time. Uh, I you know I, I really want to uh, I want to see what he could do. Um, you know, I, I really, that's why I was a little pissed off when I was, when I was watching the game, cause when you're at the, when I was at the home opener, uh, you don't get like injury updates. So I was like, where the fuck is Kratzoff? <laughs> um, and I didn't realize that he had gotten hurt. Um, so I am really excited to kind of watch him play more. I think we need to give him some time. Um, you know, uh, it's, I'm really excited to see what, what he can get going and, and I'll, I'll so much has been made of Kratzoff. I just want to see the fucking guy play before I say anything else about him. That, I'll leave right. it at that. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Like, like I, I, it's like I literally, like I've just, I've heard, we've talked about this guy for three, I don't know, five fucking years now. And I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I just want to see him fucking play. Um, right. No, definitely. but yeah, yeah, he's, he's only yeah. played like what, three games and like, yeah, know. well, so let's simmer down here, but obviously to, to Brett yeah. AM's point that I mentioned that thing, like, Kravtsov yeah. lost kind of his confidence and he's got to get it back. But yeah, obviously it's only been three games. All right, guys. I, I think he's you... pressing though. Yeah. Yeah. Shaggy, obviously it's your morning because you have a kid. Luca, hopefully he doesn't kill me for keeping up till 1130. And uh, we'll see you guys later. And thank right. Luca's advice.